Okay, who is Jude Law? Why is he in every movie I have seen? He's in everything! He's in everything! He's gay, he's straight, he's American, he's British. Next day he's playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the movie. Forgive my compromised sense of humor. I did want to answer our host question. Jude Law is, he's, he's one of our finest actors. Hello and welcome to Law School, the one podcast, as far as we know of, that is about Jude Law and Jude Law only. I'm Fran Hoffner. I'm Caroline Simons. And today we are talking about Jude Law's first new 2019 movie, Captain Marvel. <laughs> right off the bat, Caroline, can you tell me the name of Jude Law's character in this movie? Uh, Jor-El. Kal- like, isn't that Superman's Yeah, dad? that's... Well, yeah, Ka- I think Kal-El is... Kal-El is Superman. Okay, right on top, J- we're not nerds. Honestly, we are hot, and we can't read. We are normal. We can't read. I can read. That's right. I'm in school to learn to read. But what I should just say <laughs> is we don't know about Marvel. I can't be like, it was like this in the comics, but it's like this in the movie. I'm never going to say that. It took me... Oh, we should also say up top, spoilers abound. If you didn't assume that coming in, you know how we do the show. We pick a movie. We pick it apart. It is a spoiler-full... A Jude-centric. A Jude-centric, but spoiler-full podcast. So if the title of the episode is a movie you don't want spoiled, do not listen. But what I want to say about nerdism... Go off. Like, I'm so hot and not a nerd that it took me midway through the movie to remember the Kree are, like, bad in the Marvel Universe. Like, their big thing in... Do we know that from a different Marvel movie? I think it's, like, the crux of um, Guardians of the Galaxy is... God, see, I've blacked that out because I've turned so fully on Chris Pratt. But it also includes Lee Pace, who is 6'5". Lee Pace is 6'5". You're dancing around the issue. What is Jude Law's character's name? (laughs) It is hyphenated. So you got the hyphen part right. Of course it's hyphenated. What is it? It's, I have to look again. (laughs) It's like, it's like Jan Rog. No, it's not. Jan Rog. (laughs) I can't say O's correctly because I'm from Chicago, so. Yon? Is it like. Y-O-N hyphen (laughs) R-O-G-G. You're canceled. I don't even know if I heard anyone say that in the movie, <laughs> though I guess they must have. Oh, my God. I was wondering if they were going to do, like, a soft J, like Yon Rog, like Oh, that like would have been beautiful. Rog. Jude Law. <laughs> they could have called him Jude Law, and it would have been fine. No one would have cared. I mean, um, it's not like we're not... Everyone who sees and discusses that movie will reference him as Jude Law in Absolutely. Captain Marvel. And just to reference Captain Marvel to the Chris Rock joke, we have Jude Law playing British. I mean... Alien. Alien with a British accent. You've come a long way, but you're not as strong as you think. So, yeah, he's going native accent. Native right accent. Right off the back, Jude, Jude, Jude does not care. Enough to do an accent outside of his natural one. Oh, my God. Jude Law. And I guess he's playing straight? Ah, yeah. Seems straight. I think straight. I hate to project, but it's pretty red straight to me. Yeah. Pretty, like, straight and narrow military man. Military man. But as Fran noted, uh, what is his main action for the whole movie, Fran? He's on the phone the whole movie. This bitch is always making calls. <laughs> he's got to call his friends. He's got to call his enemies. He's always beep, boop, beep, boop on his wrist and talking to someone. Right. His work and personal phone is a hologram attached to his wrist. A lot of acting staring at his empty palm. Yeah, totally. 
I have a lot to say about that as just sort of a thing in this movie, but we'll let's sort of define. Okay, yeah, we are. Yeah, because we op- we kind of open with him. I mean, Fran and I freaked in the theater. We should note today is March 9th. 9th. Ha- happy belated International Women's Day to us all. Uh, yes. Never the. Nevertheless. <laughs> finish it. No, finish it. Uh, I for- <laughs> she persisted. You cut me off too. What were you saying? I was saying. Uh, we went opening night with also with our dear producer Sander uh, to see Captain Marvel at Union Square, packed house. Saw the movie. Big drama with the seats, but we aren't. Oh, have to get I into can't. That. No, it's just stressful. know that it was stressful. Mm-hmm. And then um, we turned right around, and less than twenty four hours later, we're back in the studio, baby. So we, it's fresh. It's fresh. Yeah, we go in. I was concerned. What if Jude Law is only in, like, ten minutes of this movie? How are we going to talk? I mean, we'd still find a way to talk about it for an hour, but, like... Totally, yeah. What if? Um, Lucky for us, like, shot number two is Jude Law answering his space door in a space bathrobe. Absolutely. Space robe, alien space robe. Oh, my God. Only, like, a little bit tied. He's laying into Brie Larson, who plays Veer slash Carol Danvers. Right. Captain Marvel. Well, he's like, why are you up? But that's a crazy question from someone who is up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's already flirty. It's like you first. Or she woke him up and he had to throw on his alien space robe. Yeah, to get the door. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. His eyes? (laughs) thanks to the help of contacts aliens all have different colored eyes aliens all must wear contacts he has amber eyes Mm -hmm. that's the color i would say they are i would agree they are glowing Uh they do mm, 80 percent of his job they are distracting in this movie but they do carry it yeah it's their job i was like oh he's just letting the eyes go because what else is this role that's i mean yeah i have a lot to say about that now that I've sort of stewed on it. But as he's introduced up at the top of the movie, he's sort of um mentor flirt. Yeah, a mentor for Carol Danvers in her pursuit to be a soldier a warrior soldier. So scrolls are the bad guys. And you're a Cree. A race of noble warriors. Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. The Kree are an alien race who are fighting the Skrulls, scourge of the universe, and they go out and protect the galaxy from the invasive Skrull. Who uh, are shapeshifters. They are shapeshifters. The main Skrull in this movie, obviously Ben Mendelsohn. We'll get there. Holy we'll God. Say, we, have to save. we have to save the Mendelsohn talk for Final Five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, or else we'll get carried away. Well, yeah. So Carol Danvers is training with Jude Law, her squad leader, to go out and fight the good fight against the Skrulls. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's always like, uh, you feel too much. And then he like, will punch her in the face. You have to let go of the past. I don't remember my past. It's causing you doubt. And doubt makes you vulnerable. They're definitely going for like the Silence in the Lambs thing where like a woman in the workplace is hard to be. Like everyone tells you you're too emotional. Right. But it also has like no doubt needle drops. It reminded me of like if Clarice Starling found the butterfly chrysalis and then all of a sudden just a girl starts playing. <laughs> She's got something in her throat. So maybe the only way to have improved that movie. <laughs> I mean. Which is an already perfect movie. It is the perfect film and that's just canon. Yeah. So, um, but back to Captain Marvel. They wrestle. Oh, I yeah. mean. They tussle. They tussle. It does fulfill a sort of. A type of sexual fantasy, which is what would it be like to playfully fight Jude Law? He's also in shape for this movie. He nice. looks ripped. His arms are Her, good. His arms are big. Big. Did he do this pre 
I wonder when this came in the timeline this- of Dumbledore. Because I know we haven't, neither of us have seen that movie <laughs> yet, but I'm just like, oh, is his Dumbledore also like quietly jacked? <laughs> or is he like, costumed to hide that he's jacked? Dumbledore wears like a bowler and a cloak, right? Well, they've sort of um, made him seem more heterosexual now that Jude is playing the young version of Dumbledore. So he's in these like button downs and vests. He's not quirky. Yeah. yeah. In in like, in Captain Marvel, he's essentially wearing like a dry fit workout top. <laughs> yeah. He's an under, sponsored by Under Armour. Yeah. So you know he's jacked and yeah. Um, yeah. And he's always like, you feel too much, which is what I feel like Jude would say to you in a relationship not you like i mean you, he you would women. say it to me because i do yeah not wrong i would think that he wouldn't say it to me and then he would and it would cut really deep ouch dude is carol danvers in love with him no and she should have been more right all right here's and this is bias speaking obviously <laughs> yeah. but i think one of many big issues i have with this movie is the context of their relationship in that first act is pretty unclear to me i don't like origin stories. Sure. And this is bogged down so much in like, we got to do our due diligence of an origin story, which means it trudges along. Yeah, pacing's bad. Bad, pacing's bad, bad, bad. Direction seems weird. Like the the fight scenes are kind of off kilter. They could have done a lot more. CGI goop. They could have done a lot. Yeah. They Just like, done- does she like Yon Rog? Is he like her mentor <laughs> buddy? You know, it's like, does she sort of idolize him? Is she a little hot for him? They have, like, okay banter. I think the weird thing they keep trying to hit home is, like, she's funny. She's a little rude. But yeah. And it doesn't really, it's not. It doesn't really land. Yeah. And so she's having this, like, back and forth with Jan Rog. I'll keep saying it, on this, like, space tram. And I'm just like, I don't know. Are they coworkers? They don't, they seem like people who met that morning. Yeah, which honestly, they probably did meet that morning which, on the set. Yes, I think Jude was barely there, is oh. why he's on the phone the whole time. Jude Law's scenes are him either in a completely green screen box or like the Going series. Going beep boop, beep boop on the wrist. <laughs> a series of shots with him. He's like sitting in a space chair in the spaceship and there's like one overhead light and the room is dark and he's talking to his hologram hand. Yeah. That's like him all through the middle of the movie. Act three comes back in a big way. Act one, he's on the space tram and everything else in between. He's in this dark room talking to his hand alone. Yeah. So this comes to be because they go on this mission. Mm-hmm. They're like, Veers, you can come on a mission. I'm not clear if this is supposed to be her first mission. I guess it is. They're like, you're ready. She knows. But she's on Hansu and everyone else in the crew, though. Right. So I'm like, has she done this before? But she's still training. She's still training because she has the special, special powers. The Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand-glowing proton beam hands. Yes. So she's constantly in training for that while going out on these missions. Okay. The team goes out on a mission. Mm -hmm. And they they lose. To a planet that is 90% hazer. Like, it's all, like misty oh you yeah, can't yeah, see yeah, anything yeah. yeah yeah yeah. like the foggers turned way up yeah you don't know where they are i was very mad about this. ruins everywhere but are they everything's covered in so much fog there's yeah big scrolls why'd you do that big scroll energy because <laughs> uh, it's a soundstage i think is why they did i mean it. that is why and i'm like um these movies sometimes like have the sort of cheapest high budget thing yeah. you know right it's like i know where the money went and it didn't go for this perfunctory went scroll to the celebs. Scene. Went to Jude. Went to Get Jude. that money, Jude. I mean, who else could be Yon Rog? 
No one. No one could. Uh, so they lose Veers on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mission goes awry. Get this. A mission in Act 1 goes wrong. Uh-oh. So Veers winds up with the Skrulls, the bad guys, mm-hmm. or so we think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and then she winds up stranded on Earth mm-hmm. in L.A., in the 90s. In the 90s. And don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. The thing is oversaturated, overstuffed with uh, Ref- 90s cues and yeah, references. Yeah, yeah. She lands in a blockbuster. She's using a payphone. There are posters uh, promoting melancholy and the infinite sadness. Is that the name of the album? I don't Is it? I don't know music. I think it is. I've never heard a song. Look, there's Smashing Pumpkins posters everywhere. Is that who sings that? The Is album this two different things. No, no, no. I'm, you're Smashing, like you have to explain this to me. I am not fit to explain Smashing Pumpkins to anyone. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Homie Simpson, smiling politely. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, I think, is the name of the album, and the Smashing Pumpkins are the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they're a band, but I couldn't tell you what they sound like, what they look That's like. That's because you're cool. Is it Billy Corgan? You're, it, it's Billy Corgan, and oh, you're, he looks like a pumpkin. You're a jock. Thank you. So she crash lands on Earth, runs into Nick Fury. We know him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to know more about him. It's also Nick Fury's origin story. Then it's scrolls are on the planet, and uh, Carol Danvers, soon to be Captain Marvel, is trying to stop them. She's so- trying to stop them, and she's trying to figure out. She keeps having all these flashes mm-hmm. from what she can't tell is her life or something the scrolls put into her. And what she's trying to find, as we all are in this world, is Annette Benning. I was about to say, let's bring it back to how Jude Law comes back into play. Well, he's always calling her on the phone. He's And constantly. he's being like, I'll be there in 22 hours. <laughs> I'll be there in five. I just left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I have to shower, but the shower takes four hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's like, try- he's trying to find her. At this point, here's what I'll say. Mm. I really thought we were going to get him on Earth and he was going to like incognito. <laughs> I thought we were going to see Jude in some 90s clothes and that we didn't. Feels like an emotional betrayal I've not yet fully reckoned with. I mean, it's a bummer it didn't happen, but it makes total sense because he is not invested in this film. Sure, he's like, I want to have two outfits. One's a robe and one's the main one. The big reveal at the end is the scrolls are not bad. They're actually good. The Kree are bad. Jude Law is bad. Bad Jude. He's back. He's villainous. Uh, And the final act is him facing off with Captain Marvel at the height of her powers because she came into her own. Right. But really because Annette Bening bestowed powers on her. This is a movie about Annette Bening gives superhero powers to someone. You and Annette Bening. And I, I don't show She developed this big engine everyone cares about, and it blew up and affected Into Brie Larson. Carol Danvers, yeah. Right. Made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. Yeah, it's Brie Larson. She got jacked. Um, she did. Well, the thing is, the big, like, payoff when she decides to, like, really fight this fight is all the time she's, like, gotten up. As a, as a kid and decided to keep fighting after she has failed. But that's like an emotional beat that I don't think pays off at no, all. And at I all. also don't think the emotion stuff pays off where they're like, you're too emotional. Because I actually think she's very level-headed. Yeah, absolutely. Also, like, they just throw in that one line. It goes, oh, you and your dad didn't get along. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. Should have been like, you and Jan Rog didn't get along. And then I would have been like, thank you for contextualizing this relationship for me. Because I otherwise don't know what it's about. The known tension between you and I can't say Jan Rog. Say, you're saying it. I, 
Yanrog. Yanrog. Yeah, no one like it really could have used that extra boost of, hey, we've all noticed your tension with the team leader. Why don't you two get along? Is it because you hate your dad from your other life? <laughs> and then you kill two birds with one stone. I mean, I should write these. I swear to God, is is Jude good in this movie? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing back with Sander, and I'm like. How forgettable was that? Like, anyone else could have done that role. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's hysterical, though, because he's doing it. Yeah. I mean, because there are, like, supporting roles in this which are truly, like, witty and charming. Like, Ben Mendelsohn is good. Lee Pace, who is 6'5", is good. And he he has five minutes of screen time. Yeah, he looks amazing. He's so hot. But he's 6'5". You can't look bad at that that height. Mm. I have a Thor Ragnarok thing. Same. Which is... In that I'm obsessed, but keep going. I think that movie's great. It is. I think the one part of that movie that doesn't work is Kate Blanchett. Because, <gasps> yeah, I know, I, I'm aware this is an unpopular opinion. I think they tried to sort of um, elevate the material to her level mm-hmm. rather than her sort of just like having fun because it's a Marvel movie. And that's, oh, we, you and I have talked about this because that's why I think Patrick Wilson is so good in Aquaman because Patrick Wilson doesn't give a shit. Mm -mm. He's having a great time. He's like, you know what? This is dumb. I'll play this right at the level it's supposed to be played at. And I think Jude is like not willing to play at the level he's supposed to play at, but he's also not really elevating it. Mm -hmm. So it's not anything. Yeah. He didn't get it at first blush. No one tried to to have him get it and he's like i don't care about getting this right and And he's like i'm gonna show up how do you like that totally and so the person who's like an incredible actor who's playing exactly to what it needs to be is ben mendelson oh my god he's so funny is this where this briefly becomes a ben mendelson can i can i really quickly before because once we go off the deep end of mendelson we're not gonna (laughs) come back yeah far from the shallow now aquaman Look, if you know me, you've heard this opinion from me, but blonde Patrick Wilson just looks like William Hurt. It's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's does. insane. Oh, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That moved me more than anything in that movie. When he shows up and he's blonde. His hair color, yeah. We also can't talk about Aquaman because we'll be here all night. Ben Mendelsohn is a scroll and he's so perfect. Yeah, he's the leader of the scrolls. Congrats. His name is? <laughs> Kal-El. It's not Kal-El. It's uh, Talos. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So he's the leader of the scrolls. He's a shapeshifter. Now, you know, I don't really need these to see, but they do kind of complete the look. Don't you think? What nerds. Here's the thing. He's playing, I mean, he's playing this like, did you ever watch Buffy or Angel? <sighs> Am I going to get canceled if I say no? No, it's totally fine. I mean, it's... No, I know what the bronze is, and I've never seen Buffy. I love that. That's so funny. Thanks. Well, so, like, three or four times a season, the for the most part, Buffy and Angel are, like, villain of the week shows with, like, one big series arc. Okay. So, like, every episode, they gotta defeat some demon whose bit is whatever. Right. And maybe, like, four times a season, they have, like, a great villain who's some guy in, like, a lot of face makeup... <laughs> Some weird color, blue or green or purple or whatever. And he's playing it just sort of like a guy who's in a lot of face makeup. But they let him be, like, funny. And some of these villains they don't kill and they sort of keep around as, like, resources for later seasons. That's, like, the vibe that Ben Mendelsohn brought to this is, like, I'm a guy in a lot of face makeup. I'm going to bring a lot of humanity and depth 
and humor to this role. Uh-huh. And it's just like, it's amazing. He, he should not good. be as good as he is in this movie. He's so funny in this. Yeah, and he I... gets it. I like Ben Mendelsohn, you know... I think he's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't really have like a big Ben Mendelsohn role. Sure. Maybe beyond like Slow West because I like seeing him in the coat. The McCabe Miss Miller coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that Mendelsohn can go sicko mode. And so for the first half hour, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, haha, Mendelsohn's in sicko mode. And then I was like, oh, Ben Mendelsohn is giving an incredibly nuanced he performance. Get, he's got the Marvel heart in this. He has the like, the big noble cause of a Marvel movie. Absolutely. It's him. Yeah, and so then when you have a character like Carol Danvers being like, I have to figure out what my personality is. It's and a then Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. And it, <laughs> Don't get me going. Uh, don't she, get me wears, going on the nails. Sorry, guys. She wears a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt for, I want to say, two-thirds of the movie. Yeah. Shameful. All I'm going to say on that. Uh, you be the judge. So she's trying to figure out her personality, and then you've got Ben Mendelsohn in more makeup than I've ever seen <laughs> on someone in prosthetics, who's like, I who we only learn between acts two and three has to be reunited with his family. And then I'm like, this is the only thing that matters in this movie. Yeah. It's, I'm not even annoyed that plot came up in the last 30, 40 minutes because you're like, it's so compelling. When you say that makes me think I've been being like Ben Mendelsohn plugged into this movie. Jude Law didn't care. And they had the same amount to work with, but maybe that's not true. Ben Mendelsohn definitely had more to work with. I think Mm -hmm. he's just knows I mean, I wonder what it would have been like if Jude was just really milking the shit out of this. Right. Because I was, it does feel like anyone could have been plopped into that role. Totally. And if we weren't total Jude Lawheads, would I have remembered anything about his performance? No. And it's just like, well, then why do you pop Jude Law into right. that role? This right. is like such a, just a, like... It's not, it's not a very well-written part. He is the guy explaining how things work. But, again, and this is why I'm like, what is the context of their mentor-student relationship? Right. They literally are just like, he's the mentor. That's the relationship. It's like, there's more. Things get weird with mentors. Exactly. You hate them. You're horny for them. Sometimes both. Right. No, it is a huge misstep that they thought all this relationship needed as an explainer was mentor-mentee. It's like, no, 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 then there are subcategories to that, and there's really good drama to be had. Totally. Like, it feels very rote to compare this to Wonder Woman, which I'll say is an origin story that I really, really like. an origin story that gave me, like, a David Thewlis resurgence in his career, so we're grateful. Absolutely. I mean, I think that movie is, for the most part, really great, but you get so little time with her and, who's her mentor, Robin Wright? Or is Robin Wright her mom? Robin Wright's the mentor- Teaches her how to use a sword and stuff. She gets mm, 12 minutes of screen time Mm -hmm. in that movie and does so much with it, Mm -hmm. explaining how to fight. And Jude definitely has way more minutes on screen than that and is doing very little. Was he doing the most on the phone? Yeah. Jude loves the phone. Jude has to make a call. He has to step out and make a call. Also, how many times do you call your friends in 22 hours? (laughs) I'm asking you this. Me? Yeah. I love to talk on the phone. Okay, so how many times do you call? He's always my, on the I'm phone. Gonna pull, I'm going to pull up my call log and let you know how many non-spam calls I had. The last act is pretty good. Yeah, the last act is good. The last act, of course, when they go up to fight on the spaceship lab, Jude Law is revealed as bad, and it all comes to a head in space. Yeah, big space fight. Love that, by the way. But then they have it out in the desert. Which Jude's kind of good in that scene. In the desert scene, 
is like Shades of Star Wars because they take the spacecraft and they're just going, they're doing canyon runs. Oh, yeah. And they're like targeting computering. And I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah. I liked it. I like it because I was like, that seems tough to do. <laughs> so when they do it well, right. hey. It's like you've been building up the whole time. They're pilots. Let them pilot. Yeah, let them fly. Yeah, all these Marvel origin stories are such that the first ones are just so nothing. And then you hope they make enough money, which they always do, to do an actual interesting thing. Right. With the next one. And I'm sort of, I'm sick of that, you know? I know. Just like I would have been thrilled if we just jumped in like Captain Marvel was doing her thing. It's like I already want her to have the cool powers. Like you can have this movie where she's like confronting her mentor. She has these powers. She's like doing her own thing. And it's less of this like weird, vague, let me sort through my memories in real time. I'm like boring, boring, boring. Incoherent boring, also. Boring. Not well done. The direction, yeah. not so hot in this film. No. Ugly to look at, mm-hmm. not beautifully shot. Mm-mm. You had a desert. It's easy to shoot the desert beautiful. Yeah. Right? Is the only one of these that looked like anything Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. And maybe like Winter Soldier? Oh, the Russo Bros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked boring is what I'll say, but oh. at least I had a look. Yeah, true. That's my rude Winter Soldier opinion, is I fell asleep. It's, really? Yeah. That's fine. I just have no desire to revisit, but it's what it is. It's totally fine. Um, Ragnarok is perfect, so. It's a great flick. God, so good. Here's one good thing. Mm-hmm. Jude is living at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's alive. If Jude Law shows up in Avengers Endgame, I'll scream. Do you think he will? No. But I will scream. He could. But, like, he's so not in this. He's not even here for this. Yeah. Why do you think he did this? He's not new to blockbusters, but, like... I think he now is just exclusively taking big-ass blockbusters or, like, weird, small art roles like Genius. But Genius, I guess, came out two or three years ago. Oh, yeah, Genius. I think, I mean, what else is coming? He's doing Young Pope, Volume 2. Sure. And he did Young Dumbledore, and he did this. I really just think... Well, with He's Young fine. Dumbledore, and again, I haven't seen that movie. I don't know much about that performance. The movie is called Young Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Um, well, he's been pretty open about the fact that he was like, I read these books to my kids. I'm very familiar with this material mm-hmm. because I had kids who grew up when this was relevant. So that makes sense to me yeah. to be have some familiarity with the canon and be like, yeah, why not? I think it's just he's in a Marvel movie because he's a big old celeb and his people and he wants are like the cash. He wants the cash, but also it's like you throw a big if you're a big celeb, you get tossed into a big Marvel blockbuster. Like yeah, that, it makes sense. It's like it's not going to take up a lot of your life. Obviously, you don't need to quote prep for this role. Yeah, don't you just want to be in it because you can? He's probably like, sure, why not? I guess so. Do you think he watched this at one of the premieres? Well, first, my first question is, do you think Judas seen this movie all the way through? <laughs> No, absolutely not. Okay, maybe that dampers the second question, which is, do you think he like saw Ben Mendelsohn's performance and was like, oh, interesting? I feel like he saw it. If he saw it, he would have been like, wow, nice, great work, and not thought beyond that. It wouldn't have made him feel bad or inadequate. He would just be like, oh, yeah, this guy showed up to oh, work. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well, what I was going to say about him being on the phone the whole time is he's been in very little of, like, all of the social media-y promo things. And I wonder if that's for lack of interest or if he, like, doesn't get along with. Oh, that's a But I think that's me trying to, like, stir the pot, you know? He hasn't been doing social media-y stuff, and I just read into 
like, yeah, he doesn't care about this movie. Like Lee Pace, who was 6'5", did more media promo for this movie than he did. Yeah. And he's in five minutes of it. But he's 6'5", oh, and he's all blue. Mm. Blue as heck. That's how I like him. Um, is it, should we talk about Jude at the premiere? <laughs> yeah, we gotta. If you pull up a red carpet photo of Jude a Law. A blue at, carpet photo. Oh, is it? It's a blue carpet. Ugh, that's exhausting. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. All right, look, if you pull up a photo of Jude Law on the blue slash red carpet for Captain Marvel, he is wearing, uh, he is wearing unshined brown shoes, wrinkled white linen pants, and like a navy <laughs> bomber jacket. This too, <laughs> Sandra pulled it up, and now I'm just dying. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He's got this little like shit-eating grin on. Like I've been doing this. He was cares. wearing this earlier this? in the day when he went to do his errands. He literally got coffee with a friend in New York and like went downtown to the premiere. That's the London premiere, I think. Is it the London premiere? Okay. I think they might have premiered in London first. Well, more so he could go to that and then just be like, I'm not going to any of those. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think he's been at, I don't know. I haven't done it that much Googling. But I think it's like, if you don't give a shit, you go to one premiere and you go to right. the international one and then mm. that's it. Yeah. I mean, also he's in London. So the theory of him leaving his house and just like getting a cab to the premiere. Yeah, getting one of those little black cabs. Yeah, absolutely. Um... What's your favorite part of that look? Um, I think the fact that the brown shoes are like scuffed, un- aren't shined, don't match the outfit. Yeah. It's like so many reasons to have not put them on. And it's like, what happened to all your other shoes? Absolutely. And I feel like he's just like, what? These are my comfy shoes. I love these shoes. What's wrong with my shoes? I was wearing them earlier. I'm not <laughs> right. taking them off. Right. I'm already out of the house. I went out to like get groceries. I'm like, went to oh. the t- freaking Tesco's. I went to Boots. He doesn't go to Tesco's. I bet he, he goes does. to like Marks and Spencers or something. Is that different? Nice. That's nice. Yeah. Is that like the Dean and DeLuca of the UK? Can't answer that question. I'm still too new in town. <laughs> Is Marks and Spencers in the US, or are you doing like a Brit? Marks and Spencer. It's a British thing. It's a Brit thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a Brit thing. I like that joke. Stayed abroad in London. Oh yeah. Yep. Where's your accent? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> My <laughs> second to last day there. Uh, uh, a British teenager was like, "You're kind of getting a hybrid accent." I was like, "I'm definitely not." Yeah. No way in hell. Was that him trying to like raz you, or was he trying to give you a compliment? Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Can't tell with them. They're tough. Uh. My favorite part of the outfit is the the wrinkled white pants. Yeah. Because as longtime um, observers of Jude's children's Instagrams. We've seen a couple of photos of him in, like, recreational activity. A famous beach photo with him and his daughter where he's in white pants. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like I know that either he loves these white pants or he's a man with two pairs of white pants. I think Jula owns two pairs of pants. One of them is this pair. I think he's been wearing this pair a lot. And I'm just like, my man's wearing his pants that he loves to the premiere of a movie he doesn't give a shit about. It's just like the quality of the picture with his daughter is not good enough for me to know for sure that these are the same white pants. Mm -hmm. But how many white pants does a guy have? I feel like maybe in like peak celeb Jude Law years of like 2003 to 2007, he had so many clothes and he was being sent clothes all the time and he's red carpeting like crazy. And now he's like cleaned out his closet and has these two pairs of pants. 
Totally. Mm-hmm. But she never washes. He's like, why? Why do you have to wash pants? <laughs> like, have I, like, you know how people are like, I don't wash jeans. Yeah, or like he did wash them and he only like left them in the dryer. And he was like, oh, He's I'm like, not I'll doing that these. again. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it ruined him. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, I'm drinking kombucha. Yes, I'm going on spring break. Spring break. I can't wait to be fat in LA as I always am. Oh, that's going to be so cool. That's what I like to do. Do you have your outfits picked out? I'm working on it, yeah. Yeah, do you have any starters? Any pieces you're trying to build around? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's one of them? <laughs> Is it linen? Sander, Sander holds up a photo of the linen pants. You bitch. I would love to. See, I would look amazing in that outfit. I mean, Jude doesn't not look amazing is the thing. That's but it, also what's great. He looks so good. He looks so good. He looks so good. He's miserable. He does not stay for the movie. No. He, yeah, he totally does not stay for the movie. I wonder if he's doing any late night for this. I looked to see if any of his kids posted anything like, so excited for dad and Captain Marvel. I don't know why I think they would post that. That's not their vibe on Instagram it's at all. It's not their vibe. Their vibe is very like... Being models. Uh, yeah, we're models. And then like every few months, a photo of like them in the tropics with Jude Law, their father, on vacation. Totally. And but they're I thought, back in the city. But when Pope came out, they were like excited about Pope, I guess because oh, it's really? European. Yeah. Pope also rules. I mean, Pope is also... A Jude vehicle, so maybe they're like it's not worth using up a tile. He also clearly on the grid. He clearly cares about Young Pope and likes it. And as we know from watching it, he gets it. He does get it. Do you think he watched any Marvel movies in prep for this? Oh, I has Jude Law seen Thor Ragnarok? I feel like yeah. Yeah, has he? I feel like he maybe he saw Avengers. Like someone's like, here's the big one with all of them. Just watch that and you're fine. Yeah, because if you're new to the Marvel universe, there's like. What, like 20,000 movies, I want to say? I think 21 total. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that feels... I, I, yeah. We're not going to count them off because we don't know. We are two jocks of the We're podcast. We're simply too stupid and too hot <laughs> to count all the movies. I can't but read and Fran can. And well, I'm learning to read. I mean, here's to your journey. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's like, for prep, it was probably his manager's agents just like, just watch the one with all of them. And he watched half of it because that movie's three hours long. Yeah, like on a date. On a date? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he does. What? I, I mean, part that. of this podcast is trying to figure out what he does. Yeah. He he hangs out in London with his pals. He goes to get coffee. He goes to a premiere. That's yeah. it. What does Jude Goes to the do? Costa. That's another little. He's, he's, he's in New York a fair amount, I feel. We have multiple sure. friends who have like... Jude sighting stories who we should oh, have call yeah. in once again if you think you've seen Jude Law or have any tips call our hotline <laughs> which is Fran's personal cell Law. phone 847 anytime night or day yeah text Fran I'm coming around on the idea of you just giving out my phone number well, yeah one of them we don't bleep mm -hmm. yeah that's funny there's something else I want to talk about in this movie I couldn't take notes because I was in the theater and like shoveling popcorn into my mouth good popcorn Good popcorn. When Jude Law shows up on Earth. Yeah. So right. So Act 3 is about to start in that we know uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, has been lied to. The Kree race that raised her are bad people. She's Jude Law is a bad guy. And we're setting up her confronting Jude Law about him being a bad guy. Uh, Captain Marvel's in the swamp. 
which means Jude Law has to go to the swamp. Oh, yes. There is a great scene of him in his wetsuit wading <laughs> through the reeds in Louisiana. Louisiana. And I thought, love this. Yeah. Um, what happened- he shows up in a little shack. I was so hoping he would just be in 90s clothes for two seconds. I know. I really. Why was, not indulge? He, he was really so only not, wanted one outfit. He was so outfit. not game for it. And honestly, fine. He's worked enough. But yeah, he Probably because up- he would, would be like, can I wear my bomber jacket and my white linen plant- <laughs> pants? And they'd be like, that's not your appropriate. And then he's like, then never mind. <laughs> he has it like in a garment bag in his trailer. <laughs> he's like, here's my look. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, so Jude Law's character uh, shows up in the swamp in Louisiana. Uh, Fran immediately says, cold mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I immediately say, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. And then we cracked up in the theater. And we're just having a great time. Is well, he like walks into a shack so determined, which is half of what Cold Mountain is, <laughs> is him bursting into shacks and being like, here's where I belong. <laughs> I'm hiding. He's hiding that whole movie. We can't talk about Cold Mountain right now. No, we can't get into it. You look good. You look tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He's in the... Hair, hair plugs. Hair plugs. I think we're gonna see him in Endgame now. I think you've you've talked me into this by being like, I bet he won't be. I'll scream. Why not kill him? (laughs) Honestly, you're right. This is like the kind of role where he should want to die. Yeah, his job is to go back to the Kree planet and let them know, like Captain Marvel's here, bitch. Yeah. So he's going to go back to Lee Pace, who is 6'5", and definitely going to show up in Endgame, right? Yeah, why not? Well, did they kill Lee in Guardians? Oh. Again, blocked out that movie because Chris Pratt is like full MAGA. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't. I Guardians would love never to tell you, but I'm just simply so dumb. Guardians never did it for me. Well, you know that- who's the Ben Mendelsohn of Guardians? Guardians? Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Close. Uh, I mean, it is. <laughs> you're not wrong. Thank you. But I think it, it is. Well, I mean, Dave Bautista is amazing, but I think Bradley Cooper is the MVP of Guardians. Oh my God! Really? I think that little. I think that little guy is so funny. <laughs> I think he's so good. Little, little guy. Yeah, he's got guy. heart. He's, he's scrappy. Got heart. He's so scrappy. He's so scrappy. He didn't get vanished at the end of um, Infinity War, did he? Um, Sander, do you know? Did Rocket get vanished? Oh, Groot did. Oh, Groot Talk did. about the MVP. Boys were so <laughs> affected yeah. by that movie. Yeah. Um, they lost all their friends. But now they're betting it all on Bradley Cooper. They really are. And I hope it goes better for them than the 2019 Oscars. Hey, now. Bradley Cooper robbed. Well, like Jude Law in Captain Marvel, we have also stopped caring. So <laughs> that's the end of this episode. But we had such a good time. We had a great time. He went to the swamp. He called people on the phone. And sometimes that's all you got to do in your life. That's that. Thank you to our producer, Sandra Randall, to Ben Kling for our theme song, Karen Hahn for our cover art. If you want to like and subscribe, hey, you could do that. You know how, baby. Good night.